one and a half. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 28, where we'll be discussing tools for outside tools we use outside of WordPress. So let's get chatting. But before we do, let's say hello to the panel. Hey, Gino. Hello, hello. What up, Divi people? This is Gino here, and uh, I've been known to write a tutorial or two about Divi. You can find me on Facebook at G-E-N-O-Q and Twitter as well. Fantastic. Thanks, Gino. Hey, Josh. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on again. Hello, Divi Nation. My name is Josh Hall. I run a business called Intransit Studios, doing all Divi web design. And uh, you can connect with me there or via my Divi Web Designers Facebook group. Or if you're ever out around central Ohio, you can probably spot me and my wife at Target somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Glad you're here, Josh. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Uh, I'm Leslie Bernal of A Girl in Her Mac. And um, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at A Girl in Her Mac. Oh, and my website is a girl in her Mac dot design. Fantastic. Hi, Olga. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, Olga Sanders here, and uh, my business called Infinite Imagination Web Design. And uh, the best way to find me will be on my website, Infinite Imagination Web Design, not just Infinite Imagination dot com dot au. Awesome. So glad you're here. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates. I'm from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me on my website, endure.com.au, or you can find me Endure Web on Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. Hi, Terry. Hey, guys. Terry Hale with MyZgorn Inc. coming to you from Dallas, Texas. As Yeah, yeah. Um, I do more developer for designer kind of work than your typical uh, person. But uh, that's what I like to do. I'm a code monkey. I, I really can't design, but I love seeing everybody. And uh, that's why I hang around. Awesome. We're glad you're here, Terry. And my name is David Blackman, one of the co-founders of Aspen Grove Studios and a partner over at Divi.Space. You can find me at those two places or on Facebook, Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, either place. Uh, we've got a great topic for you tonight. Sorry about last week. We had a little uh, technical difficulty, and we had to shut down Divi Chat for one week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, never to happen again. But uh, things come up, life happens, and um, you know we're here this week, so we're very glad to be back, and we're so grateful for you being patient and and joining us and stuff. Tonight, we're going to talk about tools that we use outside of WordPress, and um, I'm really kind of excited to see what some of the panels we have not had inner discussions about what tools we're bringing to the table. So um, I'm hoping to pick up some new tools that we can use for our business. And I'm not really sure that I'm going to share any new tools that are going to shock anybody. <laughs> and uh, I'm also not going to start because I don't want to take away anybody's thunder. So I'm going to throw it out there to the panel and who wants to kick us off tonight for, what tools do we use outside of WordPress? I like. I kicked it off last well, time, so I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like Adobe's Creative uh, Cloud applications. 
Um, there's no upfront ex ex expense. It's just a monthly subscription. I use probably a 10% of any one of their powers, but uh, <laughs> since I make, I like to make videos and do some photoshopping and uh, that kind of thing. It just comes in real handy. And then I actually use Dreamweaver for my coding tool because it has FTP built in. So, and then oh, yeah. Google Docs and stuff like that. Um, I'm probably not going to be the same user of tools that most of you guys are like 17 hats and all that other kind of stuff since i'm just i'm not into those kind of things but those are the some of the tools i use in open office things like that what's that open office is a free version of microsoft office it's been oh. around for years and years it's got the spreadsheet and the document writer and uh presentation just all the same thing as microsoft office but it's real. It's to be like the Google Google version. Yeah, it's the desktop version of Google Docs, I guess you could say. Huh. So is that compatible with Microsoft and with Google? Yeah, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. cool. Absolutely. Well, I'll give a shout out to uh, Basecamp. I don't know if everyone here uses that, but Basecamp completely changed my life just as far as project management goes, because you can put multiple projects on there, you can add team members, and then you can separate your team conversations from your client conversations. And it's been just amazing for me. And I'm a very visual person, so seeing the, uh, the projects and kind of their, their due dates and timelines has really, really helped me out. So uh, Basecamp is probably the, the one platform that I use, uh, one of the platforms I use every day, other than Divi. Awesome. You know, I don't use that, but Gino, I know, does. And the only time I did use it, because I was working with him on a project last year sometime, and he invited me to that. Um, and it was pretty cool, but uh, that's the only time I've ever had the chance to use it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah we still awesome. use it. We still use it. We, um, we, we love it. We have a couple of white-label clients who love using it as well, and so they can uh, manage projects and just assign us certain tasks. And uh, we use it internally, mostly for uh, keeping track of all the client's information, uh, mock-ups, images, and, you know, uh, details for their accounts and the different social media accounts and um, their, you know, FTP logins, the dev sites and stuff like that. Uh, and it is, uh, it is a great sort of, I wouldn't say the total project, project management tool, um, there's some, it's lacking in some features, but it is is a great place to keep track of tasks and um, resources and assets. I've tried seventeen. I mean, uh, Basecamp. I've tried it like four times, and I've got a um, a content writer that I work with, and he like will only use Basecamp, and so I've had to come back and forth because I'm working with other people who only use Basecamp. I just can't get into it. It's like my brain doesn't work that way. I think it's really ugly, which is probably the main reason I hate it. And then I just, I don't know, there's something about it. Like, I, I, I don't know, I can't find things. And I know maybe it's a guy thing, possibly. I don't know. That could be like totally sexist saying that. But like <laughs> all these guys I know use it and love it, like just completely love it. And I just can't get into it. And every time I use it, I feel lost and I miss things. And I don't know. I just, I don't like it but I know that everybody else who has said they use it loves it. So if you're looking for something and it is free, I'm pretty sure it's free um, at least at the base level of it. 
So I would highly recommend giving it a go. Um, if you are looking for alternatives to Basecamp, I have tried just about all of them because I'm, I've been trying to find the balance between something that I really like to use, something that's really functional for me, but then also something that my clients can interact with because I would like to have something where I can invite my clients into it um, so that then they can be involved in the process and upload things, and which is what Basecamp is all about. I just can't get around it. So I use something called Asana. Um, so Asana is a similar kind of, it's a little bit more like a task manager type application. It's free at the base level of it as well, and I only use the free version of it. Um, you can have projects, you can invite other people into those projects, and the reason that I like it is because, um, so I've got some clients where they literally just continue to give me jobs to do, so they use it as their to-do list, so they'll have their things that they need to do, then they'll add things and just assign it to me, and then they pay me like, you know, in blocks of 10 hours. And so we just slowly use up that time and they keep adding things. They can give it priority of what needs to get done next. Um, but then there's other clients who I've tried to get into Asana and they find it confusing. So I'm not convinced that it is the be all and end all, but it has worked with a couple of my clients. Um, still trying to find something that <laughs> all clients can find functional. I still find a lot of clients just want to email me stuff, which drives me crazy because I lose things. Um, but that's been the best one. The other one I tried is Red Booth, which I don't know if anyone's tried, but I quite liked it, but it was super <clears throat> expensive. And so I just couldn't afford it. Yeah, I, I tried like six can... things too. <laughs> I think yeah. Sarah and I had talked quite a bit and through message, oh, message and last year um, when we were trying to find yeah. something. And I never found anything that stuck other than pen and paper. Um, and my yeah. clients like email. They just, that's what they like. Yeah. Um, I use Trello with one of my clients. He's a developer and I do design work for him. So he brought me in on his little Trello board or whatever. Um, I tried Trello for myself. I, again, like I just never, I couldn't get in the habit of checking it every day. Um, but I do always check my calendar and I do always write stuff down. So I just had to stick to that uh, and I gave up. But <laughs> You know yeah. what I love about Trello? I do use Trello, um, not so much as a project management, um, but a place to throw ideas. And to, to like, you know, so I have several different Trello boards. Uh, for example, I, I'm working on a collaboration on a uh, course management with two other people. And so we're able to create these lists like, okay, these are my, my courses for this, for this course. These are Ben's lessons. These are Melissa's lessons. And, and so we kind of just throw ideas and then we kind of throw ideas into what are possible marketing ideas, what are possible this ideas. So it's not necessarily project management, not great for tasks, keeping track of tasks, but it is a great place to sort of, um, uh, sort of brainstorm. Uh, I, think, I think that's what Trello's good for. Not, I don't think it's a great project management tool, not a great communication tool. Slack is better for that, but yeah. Slack has its own thing and it's neither. I think, so I think Trello's great for brainstorming, uh, maybe with a group of people or even yourself. Yeah, and I think right, that would really I'm gonna effectively. Have to jump in. I'm going to have to jump in because uh, I'm gonna, he loves Trello. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Trello is absolutely a project management tool. Um, you can you can you can set due dates. You can set due dates. You can assign tasks. You can create checklists. You can attach files. You can communicate and set notifications. To receive those notifications on your desktop just like slack I you know 
until I found someone who really knew how to use Trello and I saw the power of it, I never saw the power of it. And I think I, you know, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about Asana too, because I think project management tools is kind of the theme right now. I loved Asana. We could not get our team to, you know, wrap their brain around Asana. And I think Asana was extremely powerful at the time when I used it. You could have the, the free version had exactly the same options as the paid version. And the only time you went to paid was if once you were, reached a certain amount of users. So the power of that tool was absolutely amazing in my mind because you could go very deep in Asana. Um, but our, the team just got lost in it. Uh, Trello has seemed to really, really work well for us um, from a project management standpoint. And again, until I found somebody who was a Trello expert, I'm going to call them, and how to set the lists <laughs> up and the cards and assign them and put due dates and to do all of the things that you can do in Asana even, it was kind of amazing. And it is good to see everything kind of in front of you because that's how my brain works. My brain needs to see the chaos. And I think Gino, you know, throwing ideas in there in Trello, having all these multiple lists, it's real easy from a high level to see where you're at and to go straight in, depending on what your boards are and stuff. So um, it's interesting. I guess that's where the challenge lies. Like everybody's brain works differently, right? So yeah. like your brain works really well with Trello. Gino's brain works really well with Basecamp. My brain works really well with Asana. But then we've got clients <laughs> and they need phone. to interact with it as well. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, yes, we can pick something that is the most functional for us. But as soon as you've got a team, you have to somehow work out how does their brain work and how can we all work together? And sometimes it's a matter of compromise and, well, I really like this thing, but we need to use this other thing. Or maybe it's a matter of training your team to join in what you already have set up. Um, and I, I guess in some ways you're never going to find the perfect thing that matches absolutely everything, everyone. And the one thing that I have heard and the one experience I have had is that changing, like whatever you're using, if you're going to choose to change it, it has to be for a really good reason because the amount of time you can spend changing from one project management thing to another project management thing can waste so much time and can actually put you way, way, way back. So just like sometimes hopping around between them all because you feel like it's going to make you more productive isn't necessarily a great reason just to change. Very good points. Yep. David, do you mind if I switch the topic up? Is my, is my uh, audio sound better? Uh, it's, it's still a little bit staticky, but you can absolutely switch the topic up. Go ahead. All right. So my question for everyone was, what do you guys use to update all of your sites? I've been using ManageWP for about a year and a half now, and it seems pretty reliable and it's pretty affordable. What are you guys' favorite updating tools? I use Infinite WP or Infinite WordPress, and it's free. Um, I've been using it for about eight months now. I used to use WP Remote, which I think was also free. Um, but it had an issue with um, WP Rocket, and I just got tired of it, so I switched. Um, but I've heard good things about Manage WP. Yeah, uh, Josh, I use double, uh, Manage WP as well, and I have a question to you. Do you use the backup, um, you know, website backup uh, system as well, or do you use backup, I mean, your backup site with something else? Because at the moment, I'm using uh, Manage WP, sorry, <laughs> for everything, including, you know, sending um, 
clients really nice looking reports. I like managed WP uh, clients reports. That was the one thing actually that really got me to pick it over others. But uh, I heard a lot of kind of like not so positive things about how their backup works. sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. So did you have any trouble with it? Josh, did you get that question? Over the cat? I think it was directed at you. Sorry, I do have a cat and she's loud. I might just call her now. You have to bring her on camera. Okay, you gotta say all that again. Cat we just heard cat, your cat. Cat, <laughs> video, cat videos are popular, so you gotta put the cat on uh on the video. Divi, Divi cat. Divi cat. <laughs> I cannot comment on Josh's topic because uh, I update ours through the WordPress, not outside of WordPress, so. We do it on, on each side individually, so. Probably I use uh, iThemes. I, I think iThemes is a popular one amongst some people. So we, I use iThemes. Um, it's also got client reports, which is great. Um, I really like it. I'm on the pro version, which also does uptime. And um, I can't remember what the other things are. I don't, I used to use their backup buddy and uh, their security, I think security, and so it was kind of all nicely packaged in together. But now I host with WP Engine, so they do backups and they do hosting. Um, and so I have been looking around. I've started using WPMU for a few tools, so I have a subscription to them um, already, and I managed to somehow. I was a member just before they changed their subscription, and so I got in at some lifetime, like ridiculously cheap Ooh. rate. Yeah, which I th so I think WPMU is likely to be out of price range for a lot of people. But if you happen to have a, a license, they actually have a back like a updating thing. So I have until like November with iThemes, and I'm wondering about switching over to WPMU just purely because I'm already paying for that for some of their plugins. Um, so, but yeah, it looks as good as iThemes at the moment, and they have plans to add in. Um, the other things that iThemes already offer. So I'm wondering about that. My life Do is it, really Sarah. bad, sorry. Do it, Sarah. <laughs> sorry. sorry, Corey Miller, we love you too at iThemes. But try it, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, well, I'm really happy with iThemes. Like, I, I really like how it works. Um, I just figure I'm double paying in some ways if WPMU can offer the same thing because I am planning to keep WPMU because I like some of their um, plugins that they have available. And since I'm on a lifetime cheap rate, um, but I am really happy with iThemes, and I think it's well worth a look. I think it would be similar to manage WP in a lot of ways. Um, but the premium version is quite nice. I really like manage WP. A lot of the reasons, like Olga said, was for not only the backups and the maintenance, but um, the, the client reports, and particularly the backups that you can schedule daily, and you can have, you can clone things on manage WP, you can restore quickly, you can download. And uh, it's been pretty reliable for updating sake too. I, I was always really leery about updates and still am, but at least with managed WP, something goes awry, you can just, you can just roll back, uh, you know, an update from the previous time. So, so yeah, I know there's a lot of good tools out there. It's good stuff. One of my favorite tools outside of WordPress, PayPal app. <laughs> Watching it go ding with money on my watch. And on my phone. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the apps because for me, I do a lot from my phone. It's kind of amazing what I can get done from my phone. So when I 
start with a service, I have to see how their app works. And that's one yeah. of the things with Trello. It's fine on my desktop. I, I, it works great for me, and I don't mind working you know, with the developer that I work with. But when, he, when I get a notification on my phone, on my Trello app, it is so annoying because, you know, if, if, he'll, if he'll put, like, one conversation where it's, like, he uploads a photo and then writes notes and whatever, it gives me all those separate dings, and I just want, like, the one ding from the one. <laughs> like, it's just the way it threads things on the app is just really annoying. Um, I don't know. It just needs to be consolidated. But, but so, yeah, so that's my thing. So, and since I just upgraded to um, – I had a 16 gig for a long time. So I was always having to delete stuff and I couldn't put everything I wanted. And now I have like 256. So I got all these apps. Ooh, I have MailChimp nice. on there. <laughs> I check all my lists. I check the Divi chat list, my clients list. Oh, I all check, your pirated movies. Yeah. <laughs> the, the WordPress um, plugin. If you connect Jetpack with that, you can see your stats on there. I got the Google Analytics app now. So I'm like just on there all day. Just like, <laughs> but... <laughs> Awesome. But yeah, apps are a big deal to me. So when a when a software or whatever comes out with a mobile version, like it, that's kind of a make it or break it for me to to use it. Yeah. One of the uh, what you just heard Leslie say is the only time you will ever see her on desktop is on Divi Chat. <laughs> I'll be working and like I'll get ping and I'll instead of going on Facebook on my desktop, I'll just like I'll be like typing like this with my phone. It's terrible. <laughs> That's cool. Speaking of other apps, I don't know if, uh, you know, communication with clients is obviously there's Skype, there's, um, you know, lots of different things you can do. Is we use a peer.in, which is a peer to peer um, communication software that offers video screen sharing, um, you know, audio only, depending on if you want. It, it's a tool that, uh, you know, no software needs to be installed. All it is is a browser link. Shoot it over to a client, and it's a fantastic tool. The most that we've gotten on it without any um, degradation of signal because it is dependent upon Internet connection between each of the users is about five users. Anything over five users and um, the, the quality kind of really, really goes down. But I like it because you can screen share. And there's quite a few things, and there's nothing to install. There's no, you know, nothing. You just send a link to a client instead of trying to walk them through, set up a Skype account, set up this, set up that. What's it called? It's so much easier. Appear dot. It's a p p e a r. Oh, okay. Appear okay. Appear dot in. In. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Cool. I, I used it a while back. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, so you've been for a while. Love it. Speaking of customer communication, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a uh, free conference call um, tool that's pretty useful. We use it all the time. It's uh, freeconferencecall.com, and uh, it's 100% free, and the quality is actually pretty good. And we've had like up to 10, uh, maybe not 10, like maybe six, seven, maybe eight people at one time from all over the place. And uh, they're able to, what's really cool is you get your own number, you sign up for it, and then you get to keep that number. Um, and so you never have to get a new number. It'll give you an access uh, pin to give to the other people, and then the administrator pin. So you enter, you know, you're the first one to call, you enter in the access, then your administrator pin, everybody else calls in. And it's a great uh, free conference call line. So. If people don't want to do Google Hangouts or Skype, 
Um, that's another one. We give out that all the time, and it works really well. And then you get stats back, too, at the end of each call, like where everybody called from, their phone number. Oh, so you nice. can get all spytastic on them. and, and <laughs> 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 And, and for, the, for the sharing, we use Join Me. Join Me is a free program. And you can do screen shares and have several people jump in and look at one screen as well. And so that's another free one. But uh, you pay for a, a faster service. There's a premium version of it, but join me. I think it's joinme.com, and uh, that, that has been pretty cool. You can do chat. You can have people call in if they don't want to, you know, connect via the computer or whatever, but um, join me. I think it's join.me. Yeah, I think it's join.me. Yeah. I've been on that for, for one time. I'll say, um, I have a hard time to get any of my clients on any kind of, like, you know, fancy software. Most of them just use email. Some of them, like, I ask put uh, images in a Dropbox, and, uh, you know, most of them actually do Dropbox, but some of them go, like, oh, what's Dropbox, and how oh, can I just email it to you? <laughs> and you and, get, like, 30 so, emails. <laughs> yeah. Email is my, the most kind of way of communication that I use the most. <laughs> and I do some days, depends on the client, I do get lots of emails. But uh, I don't mind. I get used to it as well. It works for me. You know, yeah, now, that, now that you say that, probably the most used application outside of WordPress that I use is Gmail. Me because too. there is so many things that you that is built into Gmail. Google Drive, Google Hangouts. I mean, there really is a whole, mm. you can run an entire business from Gmail account. Um, and the Google Sheets app, you can edit your yeah. spreadsheet from your phone. Actually, can I switch the topic as well now a little bit? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of like, um, same, uh, I use lots of uh, things that uh, all of you guys use, so don't want to repeat it, but I know lots of you use uh, 17 Hertz for invoicing. Does anyone else use this Wave for invoicing? Because I started to use Wave in about January this year, and uh, so far I can't fault it. Like, it's really good. Uh, I don't, it does have an option sending like uh, proposals and, um, you know, uh, contracts and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't use actually that part yet. I'm getting into it slowly, and for all the contracts and maintenance, whatever, I'm using Docracy. So that's the other two that. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else tried. I, I was using 17 hats for quite a while for, I don't, I don't know if it's quite a while, but for two years. Um, and wow. I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really fluid in terms of the way that you can send um, quotes. I really like that you can have optional extras. So, you know, you can give them like the basics and then they can choose to add on things and then it takes them through to the, um, the, whatever it is, the sign thing, uh, contract, and then they go through to the invoice. I really like that system, but it actually was more work for me because in Australia, I don't know what it's like in America, but we have a really strict reporting thing with finances. And as I got to a certain limit, I had to register for GST. And registering for GST is a whole big deal um, in Australia. And so I was already using Zero for my accounting, which is an app. Uh, well, like a yeah, an online application. It's a um, it's 
I don't know. Um, and anyway, so it has invoicing and quoting available. And so I've officially moved completely over to Xero, which is um, quite an expensive option. And it was a big deal. But at the same time, when I had to do my GST reporting, which I have to do quarterly now, it was literally like a 10 minute job. Like everything was already in there. I already had all my GST in there. I can I can quote on GST, all of that kind of stuff. And all I had to do was just verify everything. And then it sent it off to the tax office and then they sent me a refund. So, or in the future, I will have to pay them. But um, <laughs> it was a really smooth system. So if you're in Australia and if you're having to deal with GST, Zero kind of covers both accounting and um, that stuff. And also at the end of tax year, you can just invite your accountant into your account and they do your tax. Like you don't have to do, you don't have to send them anything. They just literally come into your account and do it. So I actually switched away from 17 hats, but I thought if you didn't need all that financing stuff, it was super fluid. That was my experience. Hmm. No, That's good to know. I've been using 17 hats for almost two years now and I still like it. But yeah, I, I use it pretty simplistic. I just do contracts and voices. And then I like that it integrates with Stripe, which is where all my merchant account. Me too. It has this automation type stuff, but I've never looked into setting that up. It, it does a lot that I don't really know yeah. how to do. I had automation going, like monthly invoices. I, I did. I just happened to raise my um, my maintenance prices, and so I was writing out my little my you know my invoice to send out or whatever. And it was really cool because I, I've always done yearly, um, but I wanted to break it up into monthly or at least give my clients that option. And it just so happened that they rolled out this feature. I, went, I was making my little invoice in there, and it was like, would you like to split this up? And I was like, I would, in fact. So I checked this <laughs> little box, and it automatically, like, it, it just, it, I mean, it, it just works really great. It just happened to have what I need. Um, so someday I'll see whatever else it does. But, but yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, and Wave does automatic, I mean, yeah, recurring invoices and can send automatic invoices and you can send, just click a button if someone didn't pay or you want to send them invoice reminder, you just click a button, it's in reminder. But another thing um, with Wave that I just found recently, just a friend showed me, is that when you uh, make a purchase and someone sends you a um, receipt, you can actually upload the receipt onto the Wave program. Because like, as Sarah mentioned, in Australia here, if you get checked by, um, um, tax office, they do check you pretty thoroughly. So it's good to actually have all your receipts uploaded somewhere in one spot. So then you don't have to dig through your files or somewhere to find them. So that's another like I thought, uh, yeah, when someone showed me, that's pretty cool. Actually, that's yeah. another point on receipts, sorry. Um, is just uh, like I do upload mine to zero. But another thing that I use, which I use my phone for, which is a really cool app, is I think it's called Skitch. Um, and what it is, is it's an app on your phone and it's a receipt one. I'll double check the name of it. I um, like Skitch. Is it a pink, a little pink arrow? Yeah, thing? and it goes with, oh, except I think the other one is a blue one. But anyway, it goes with, a, um, with Evernote. So it uploads to Evernote. But when you scan your receipt, if you put your receipt like on a contrasting background, it crops out like everything around the receipt and then it, it like defines all the text and then you click a button and you can upload it to like a folder in your Evernote and then you have all your receipts in like one place and it's super like it's just super easy you don't have to think about it and then although I try to upload all my invoices to zero I don't always remember but knowing that I have scanned them all they're always somewhere and every time I go to like return something at a shop or whatever they're happy to just see the Evernote version so that's an my awesome system app. is a pile of receipts <laughs> now, Sarah, has, Sarah has thrown a couple of tools out here. 
while she was mentioning Skitch, one of my favorite apps is Evernote. Um, Evernote is a fantastic tool to use for, yeah. oh my God, it, it does so many things. What I love about Evernote is that I can have information at the tip of my fingers because Evernote has the desktop app, the phone app, the iPad apps, every kind of app, any type of device out there. Um, and it syncs real time. So that's really, really nice when you need to find client info and you're out fishing and the server's crashing and you're in the ocean and you can pull up your phone and you can have all of the data within. And this is, this has really happened to me one time, not a science client <laughs> uh, sites no. crashing for a good reason because they were getting so much traffic. We had all the data at my tips of my finger on my phone in Evernote and could do everything that we needed with logins and stuff. So nice. that was really, really great. I the think one app, the, sorry. Go ahead. No. I was just going to say ahead. I got the app wrong. It's called Scannable. Um, Skitch is the desktop version to, for taking screenshots and uploading to Evernote, which again is super, super, super useful. But the one for your iPhone, I don't know if it's on Android, is called Scannable and it's by the same people. Sorry awesome. about getting it wrong. I can easily see a version two of this topic because there are so many <laughs> applications and, and tools that are used outside of WordPress and we haven't even touched on one that every single person on this panel uses yeah. and if you've been sleeping under a rock it's called <laughs> Slack and it's a communication tool and it's absolutely phenomenal. It does yeah. phone calling, it has video conferencing built within, well, why can't it just let you log in to all the groups at once? I don't understand. It's so annoying. Maybe they're going for page views or something on their app. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a really great tool. Um, it's, it's a tool that we all use. It's the number one communication tool. has completely, you know, removed email from our, you know, workflow. Pretty much, I'd say about 99% of our email is gone because of Slack. Wow. I would say the, the desktop version does let you access all accounts at once. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know if it's the same for Mac or not, but there's yeah, a desktop app. And uh, it's cool. So, yeah, we same thing. It, I love it, too. Mm. I feel like with Trello, is like what Gino said about Trello, that it um, can do a lot. Uh, you just need to have, or I don't know who said it, but there was like a Trello master or something mentioned somewhere. I feel like Slack does a lot that I don't know how to do. Um, I just yeah. need to learn and kind of figure it out, and then it will you know, be more useful. Yeah, Slack has a lot of integrations that I've kind of, we've just kind of learned over the past year. Um, Slack has a ton of integrations with a lot of these apps that a lot of people have mentioned on this show already. So like Trello for one instance, Asana, uh, Evernote, they all have integrations with Slack. So when yes. somebody, you know, updates Trello, we get a notification in Slack to a specific channel. And, and you can you can set it up to where like I'm gonna give an example if you have a um, you know, if you have a Trello board, a project management, and let's just say they're client X, and you have a client X channel set up in your Slack channel, whenever your team sets up a notification and like completes a task or moves a card to a new list or makes any changes whatsoever, you're going to get a notification in client X's Slack channel. David did this, you know, David commented on this or he did that. And I mean, that's just really, really cool. And that's just a, a small thing of what we do with Slack. And I know the other integrations, 
probably works super, but we only use Trello for it right now. Hmm. Maybe somebody can, can um, explain what Zapier is, because I don't understand what that thing is, but it integrates with everything. <laughs> Am I saying that right, Zapier? Is it like if it's, a, it, it's a CRM. Zapier is a um, is is I think one of the CRM tools that ties you know for your customer data and stuff that allows you to um, you know all of that data that you can have. They have integrations with just about everything. So I'm probably saying it wrong, but I'm going with yeah, CRM, Leslie. Right. Okay. Have you guys used um, the IFTTT? I think it's yes. if, if this, then that. I use that quite a bit. It's a free service, but it's basically you kind of connect two applications together. So I use it a lot for Siri. So Siri is my best friend, basically. I only have one friend. She's called Siri. <laughs> and and um, so if I say to Siri, hey, Siri, remind me tomorrow at 10 a.m. to like do this thing, then it goes into the reminders in my iPhone, which then adds it into To-Do, which is the To-Do oh. list application that I run. Mm. So then To-Do will ping at me at 10 a.m. tomorrow, like unlimited times telling me to do this thing, but it's also then in my To-Do list. And so like separated, they're fine. And I used to just use reminders to like ping at me to remind me to do things, but this way they've actually connected together. And so... All I have to do is ask Siri to do something and then it will integrate either with my to-do list or, um, you know, something else. So there's a whole heap of integrations that you can do. To, and it's not just Apple focused, like depending on it, it integrates with Gmail and it integrates with, I don't know, everything, but basically connect things. So if I do something here, like if I post on Facebook, then also post to Twitter and to um, whatever and to whatever. If I um, if I put a photo on Instagram, save it to my Google Drive. Or if I, you know, like it can help you with backups. There's all sorts of options. Which and it's yeah. it's conditional. Cool. It's conditional wow. logic is what it is. So yeah. it's. But you do I have use to be aware. You're giving yeah. permission for two apps to talk to each other, which also means those two apps then have permission to see each other's information. So just. Be aware, like there have been things where I've allowed my email access to other things. Well, my email gets a lot of sensitive data. So you just want to think through, do I really want to give this other application full access to all my emails? It's questionable. So just have a think about that. Yeah. <laughs> SJ will confirm that I, if this, then that is a great application. If you've yeah. seen any of the videos that he's done lately, he uses a lot of IFTTT, which is conditional logic is, you know, if I say this, turn on that lamp over there. <laughs> oh, is that how he does yeah. that? <laughs> so speaking of, you know, making videos, I, I think uh, one that I get a lot of questions about when I do my tutorials and my little uh, website walkthroughs when I post to like Divi groups or something, um, I use ScreenFlow for all my tutorials and screen capture, and you can also do animated GIFs or GIFs. Um, and that's really, really helped me. I get a lot of questions on that. Like, what do you use for, you know, your tutorials, your screen capture stuff? And ScreenFlow for Mac is what I use. I think it was like 99 bucks. And uh, that's pretty good. You guys use different programs for screen captures and stuff? I've yeah, only I done, like, short screen captures, and I use Snagit. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it wasn't free. I don't remember how much it was. Yeah, yeah I, I tried Snagit. Snagit for a little bit as well. So I, I use some like Camtasia. 
Well, yeah, I use Camtasia. I just noticed this morning, if any of y'all use the, um, what's it, Awesome Screenshot, the extension on uh, Chrome, I think, they now offer uh, screencasting. I haven't tried it, but it had a little notification this morning. Yeah, I, I use the one for a while, and then something happened to it, and it just wasn't working properly. It wasn't taking pictures really nicely, so I switched to another one. But it would be good to know that they fixed it. What about social media? Do you guys, yeah. I don't use any, but I know there's like Edgar and Hootsuite. Yeah, hold on. Before, video options in? Oh, yeah. yeah before we, before yeah. we jump out of videos, I want to comment a little bit. We do use uh, Camtasia, Josh, the, the full version. It's very similar to ScreenFlow. Um, okay. I also use an online tool called Loom. I'm not sure if anybody's used Loom, but it's very fast, it's free, it's quick, and it'll do a screen capture. Um, video, snapshots, anything like that. It's a great tool. L-O-O-M, Loom. Check it out. It's a really good one. I was, I was going to mention on that, too. Um, you, you know, I use Camtasia for my, you know, uh, for recording and all that stuff, video editing. But uh, there's another free one. It's called Screenpresso. And that one's great for creating, like, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, do a, a screen grab where you're moving the screen up and down like an animated GIF, turn it into an animated GIF. So it can, you know, pick your frame area. It'll tell you what's optimal for YouTube. And you can kind of like do a screen grab of you showing the animation, a short one. It'll convert it either into a JPEG or an animated GIF. Um, and it allows you to do all kinds of screen grabs. It's called Screenpresso. But another one that Phil Simon, one of my clients, turned me on to is called Jing, spelled J. I N G, J I N G, and that's really neat because what that does is you know how sometimes you you're not allowed to put a screen grab like say in Elegant Themes Support Forum, you you can maybe attach an image, but in some comments uh, on some blog post you can't put an image. So what that does is it turns it into a URL and it hosts it on the cloud, Ooh. and so you can take a screen grab or a video and it auto then it says do you want to save it and it saves it gives you a URL. You can paste that URL anywhere, and then somebody can grab that screen grab. That's nice. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, called Jing, J-I-N-G, and that's free as well. Yeah, I use Jing. And another good thing about Jing is that you can actually, instead of taking the whole screen, you can just select how much you want to show. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, one, so, one just fun fact. Jing, Camtasia, and Snagit are all the same company. Hmm. They're TechSmith. So they're very, very similar products and stuff, and they're all great tools. Go, Sarah, go. <laughs> so I use Camtasia as well for when I do YouTube tutorials, when I'm trying to like make it a little bit more fancy. Um, <laughs> but I use another app which is probably quite similar to what you guys use, but it's an extension in Chrome. It's called Screencastify. It, the base version is free. I think the upgrade was like 15 bucks or something ridiculously small. But what it does is you can either screen just a tab in Chrome, you can screen an application, you can screencast your entire screen, or you can select an area. So often what I do for my clients is I do a quick 10-minute video just to walk them through the back end of their website or whatever, and I use this for that because straight away, once you've done it, you can rename it to something else, and then it gives you an option to either download it to your desktop or upload it to Google Drive, and then it gives you a URL and so it's similar to what Gina was talking about. So then I can just give them the URL from Google Drive 
and then all of a sudden they can just see it, they can download it, they can keep it and it's super quick, super easy and it takes way less time to upload than going through Camtasia. So for really quick, simple stuff and if you don't want to spend a lot of money, that one was super cheap and if you don't want to pay money, you can just have it say Screencastify at the bottom but I just decided to pay 15 bucks to unbrand it. It was a really good one. Awesome. Seems like we've got quite a bit of chatter going on in the live YouTube channel as well. Ooh. It's really nice to see they're, they're shouting out some really, really cool tools and stuff. OBS Studios is another free uh, video, one that I've never heard of, but uh, just thought I, I would give that one a shout out and stuff as well. So we are. Oh, so they're saying Zapier and Ifit are really similar, but Zapier has more integrations. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I was wrong. It's not a CRM. <laughs> it just I integrates. Think Zapier, I think you CRM. can use a Zapier CRM. I think I think there might be a, a different thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we've, we're running. We're pushing close to an hour. That's why I said, well, I think we could probably do a version two and a version three and a version four on this because um, there's just so many great tools out there. I yeah, tell you what, I'd like to do. Yeah, we're going to touch on the stuff. I know we haven't even touched on email marketing. Yeah, what we'll have to do next time, David, is is you'll pick a, a extra tools, but a specific category. Yeah. yeah. Like if we I do newsletter about, tools, we I just talked that about two minutes in that we need. To <laughs> this, is a, this is a guinea pig episode yeah. on. on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just like all over the place. <laughs> rabbit, rabbit. Yeah. Squirrel, squirrel, rabbit. You can blame me. I changed the topic. Uh, <laughs> no. It's okay. Can we do final yeah. thoughts, David? Yeah. What I'm going to do is is. Let's go ahead and do, you know, final thoughts from each person and, uh, you know, maybe they can shout out their little tool or whatever your final thought is. And we're going to kind of start the way we introduce ourselves and start over there with Gina. <laughs> I knew I'd have to go first. Okay. I would say this, um, be open to at least exploring the basics of new tools because as Leslie said, and it said a couple of times, it all comes down to the client and what tools they want us. I think everybody brought that point up. I have one client who refuses to do anything with email. And so me and Jerry have to scramble for ways to communicate with him. He'd rather do Facebook, Todoist, or anything else but uh, email. And so it's like, okay. Uh, and you know what? He's a, he's a, he's totally pleased that we do that, and we never send him any emails. So find out what your clients like. Get familiar with the basics. It's always good to know a little bit about something. You don't have to master it, uh, because again, these tools are not only for your team but for your clients as well. So uh, be open and try things out. Thank you, Gino. All right, Josh. Parting thoughts. My parting thought would be everyone in the world who loves Basecamp to email Sarah to turn her to our side. So we all take no, I tried it. You're not kidding me. I'm going to put that on my goal this for 2017. I'm all right, send me, your, send no, me your um, top five. Um, no, I would just say there's no right or wrong tools with this. I mean, Gina said, try something out and just see what works for you. Um, there, I, I think some aren't necessarily better than the others. It's just whatever works for you. So if somebody's using one thing, but you're using something you're comfortable with, that's fine. Just do what works for you. Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. All right, Leslie, parting thoughts? 
Hmm. Um, yeah, kind of the same. I, I guess I, I'll, I'll just mention because I know this, this happened with me and this probably happens with, um, with everybody. Um, every, you know, you want to find that one tool that does it all. And it, I don't believe it's out there. <laughs> the unicorn app. That's a unicorn yeah. app. Slack. Slack. <laughs> so I, I think if you can even if you can get it down to a, you know a handful of apps or less that's pretty awesome um, and and you know and the, oh, some other will always uh, kind of float in and out of your universe or whatever but um, I think you're you're okay if you've got you know two or three solid ones because um, I gave up after I couldn't find the the one all be all and I went back to my pen and paper and maybe I'll try again you know another time but um, don't give up so easily like me, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Olga, parting thoughts. No, um, same like everyone. Uh, try it, and I tried every time I hear someone using something, I always give it a go. But uh, yeah, it either like fits with you or it doesn't. Like one of my favorite things that I use every day now is a little Todoist app. And I found that once through your blog, David, and Aspen Gross, you had a blog about all the different time management uh, tools and apps for it. And I kind of went through all of them. And this one just stuck with me. I'm using it every morning. That's, I start my morning with it, and I love it. So yeah, give everything a go, and you always will find what actually works for you. What's it called, Olga? I have to know real quick. To do it. <laughs> oh, to, to do, do it. OK, I think I've tried that one. OK, I'll try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Olga. Sarah. <laughs> okay, I have one final thing that I want to recommend that other people give a go, which aside from if you're listening or watching to this, then you like podcasts, right? So if you're also interested in getting super, super pro like pr productive, which I think is what we're talking about, is like how can we actually get everything happening and trying to get the most out of our day, there's this podcast called The Productivity Show. And I listen to it and I am completely addicted to it. And they just have really Ooh. good tips and tricks on how to be more productive, how to use your to-do list better, different tools that are available. They definitely have their preferences of tools, but even just listening to them talk about how they do things in their tool, I can still implement in the tools that I like to use. Um, and it's by a group called the Asian Efficiency, I think it is. Nice, but it's yeah. a really great podcast. I love it. I love Highly recommend podcast. It. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Good one. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Terry. Well, other than Adobe and Gmail and Facebook <laughs> and Slack, my toolbox is pretty bare compared to you guys. <laughs> I installed Todoist and IFTTTTTT and uh, Evernote. I had used Evernote in the past, but I, I put all those on my phone because I Especially, uh, David, you're talking about client information. Oh, man. I've got text notes on my desktop with that kind of stuff. So, that, you know, we got to get rid of that. So, I've, I've been a learner in this episode. I've just been sitting here going, oh, you guys are amazing. So freaking organized. How do you do it? But that, that's my final thoughts. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Well, my parting thoughts. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to kind of just run through a quick list of uh, apps that are open all day that we didn't even talk about. <laughs> Workflowy, very similar to Todoist. Uh, I use it as a to-do app. MindMeister, Google it. I will use it for mock-ups, uh, wire framing for websites. So, um, you know, navigation and then page structure. 
each section how it's going to be lined out. That's how I. What was that it. called, David? What was that called? Mindmeister. Mindmeister. Okay. And then workflowy, and we've we've named a whole bunch of others. My last and final parting thought is, hang around really smart people, because they use the best apps, <laughs> and they can show you how to use them. <laughs> this has been a great episode. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our website, divi.chat, and check out our show notes. They're guaranteed to be filled with <laughs> amazing information this week. Um, 300 links. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a thousand links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a SEO going on there. <laughs> if you like the show, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. That's how people find us. So if you can give us a five star review on iTunes, we'd be your best friend forever. Uh, remember to leave any questions and comments in the section below of the YouTube channel or over on our website, divi.chat. Tune in next week as we tackle another topic geared to help you improve your WordPress and Divi development and business. Do Thanks you want to again. say the topic for next week? What? Go ahead. What is the topic? <laughs> it's e-courses for Divi. E-courses for Divi. Yeah. There you go. You know we do. You know I'm going to say we do have some pretty powerful course Divi people <laughs> next week. So uh, should we give them a shout out right now, Leslie? Or? Yeah. No, I'm just nope. kidding. <laughs> Sorry. We're taking you to no, the curve. Gino, SJ had a course at one time, which I don't know if it's ever going to open again, but um, SJ yeah. had a course, and Michelle and Melissa will be here. Um, so, yeah, we'll have all the Divi experts on here. So That's uh, Michelle Noonan. Noonan. Michelle Noonan and Melissa Love. And Melissa Love. There you go. At Divi Space. Design Space. Ought to, ought to be an interesting – maybe – I can even reach out and we can try to get a course, you know, company, WordPress <laughs> company as well. We may talk to Chris if you're listening. I'm, I, might, <laughs> I might reach out to you to see if you want to join us on the podcast. Chris Badgett, yes, I'm talking to you. So, <laughs> Lifter LMS. Okay. Hey, guys, thanks for a great show. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Joe. See you guys.